I am Riyad Hubala, and this is the Talk to Riyad podcast. I've been in FMCG grocery sales for over 10 years. I've worked for Imperial Tobacco, Kellogg's, and I'm currently at Brindisa Spanish Foods. I've successfully sold and listed lines in Sainsbury's, Waitrose, Boots, Planet Organic, and to independent retailers, Budgeons, Londis, and Simply Fresh. In the last few years, I've noticed lots of product innovation on shelf from new and exciting brands. Some of these go on and become household names. Many only make it to a few stores and never see their full potential. To help young food brands, I'll be talking to retailers, buyers, and food entrepreneurs. I want to hear what makes them decide to give a product a go on shelf, what supports they need from suppliers to improve sales, and I'll ask them to share best practices every brand should be doing to help get three things right, get on shelf, create sales, and make some profits. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. This is our very first episode, episode one. Uh, welcome. Um, I've called it uh, Knowing Your Retailer. And here today, I'm so happy that I've got Marco from Belsize Park. And Belsize Park is one of those stores across retail, I would say in the southeast of England, where many, many retailers know Belsize Park. So I'm really excited that when I called Marco, I told him the idea for the podcast. He was happy to come on board. So Marco, hi. Hello, nice meeting you, Marco. It would be good if you if you say a bit about yourself and the store. Hello, uh, I'm Marco. Uh, I've been in the retail business uh, since uh, as a uh, was at school. I joined Key Markets in 1973 as a name from the past, and currently, nearly 50 years later, I'm working in our store now. Was now what now will be called Cabinets Budgets. Uh, which is going for a major refit and um, when we reopen in late november it'll be a totally unique store uh the expectations that will be a high end because the area is a high-end area you know hampstead Belsize park is quite you know, it's high end and obviously the store will, will reflect what the area was going to be that's amazing and for you guys mark like when you say high end um within the geographic environment just to paint a bit of context what sort of competitors have you got in the area? Uh, immediately near us is a, a, a little niche that we've just opened up. Uh, we, we have, we're basically a large convenience store, which is which, which has been used. Uh, we have a Sainz and Waitrose at the O2 Centre at Swiss Cottage, which is about two, three miles away. There's a big Waitrose at Temple Fortune at Golden Green, which is again about two miles away. Uh, down the road, there's a Morrison's uh, in in Chalk Farm, Camden Town has a Sainsbury's and a couple of Aldi's and Niddles. So within the, within the, in a short, short area, there is quite a few uh, competitors, but they are all, all um, chain stores. Uh, ours, although it carries a symbol, well, budgets, they are independent. So we would do basically what we want to do with the store. That's amazing. And in that sense, then, when you say what you want to do, what sort of point of difference that you go after? We will look for local products. Um, something that's unique. Uh, we don't. We, you know. We know we can't compete with the likes of the Morrisons and the Sainsburys. So we look for different points of difference. You know, cheese. Uh, have a cheese counter. We we are going to put in a hot food counter, which is totally different. We will do. We are going to prepare our own meats. You know, our own types of 
you know, meet someone or anything for the store. Uh, we have a sushi bar, which is very unusual already, which is, I mean, we'll upgrade it, patisserie counters. Uh, it'd be more of a continental style store when we reopen. That's fantastic. In that sense, then, if we bring it to saying young brands, or say, let's say in general, how many, how many uh, re uh, suppliers do you work with, say, on a daily basis? Uh, oh, that's a, that's a hard one. I mean, I personally look after about 25 suppliers, okay. which is basically on the fresh food side. When you look at grocery, on the grocery side, which is a big one, you're probably looking at about 100 different suppliers, wow. including budgets, who probably supplies with about 40% of our stock, because they would supply the basic, yeah. basic range. And then we will look at all the small supplies, you know, um, even some supply will only supply one product. If it's right from the store, we will have it. So you say, so grocery and chilled, about 125 suppliers. Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, and then within the 125, how many would you say are small suppliers? So somebody who is the one person that has their products? Probably about 25%. It's incredible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have I have a couple of, um, I have a couple which I control. Yeah. But I know there's some of the grocery stores, some of the drink supplies uh, are, are the same way. So yeah, we you know we do look at the small at the small supplier. Um, okay. And, yeah. and with with the small suppliers, I know we mentioned say the point of difference they bring. If I say to you, give me two to three things, where do they? How do they stand out for you? What what do they bring to the store? Uh, They'll, they'll, they'll say that we're not, uh, yes, although we will have your, you'll have a choice. You won't have just a, let's say, a cooked meat. You won't just have your basic meats from Madison's, which is what we stock. But you also have meats from Livoni, um, you know, Kelly meats, you know, better, uh, better continental meats, better English meats, you know, cheese counter. We don't just do your Cathedral City. Uh, we were, I mean, I will look to put probably about 120 new lines here with cheese. Wow. Totally different. And you will have your basic, because you can't buy not having your basic lines. Yeah. But why do you have to put up with, say, Cathedral City, which is a, a cheese, but we can get something like that Montgomery, yeah. which is like at the other end of the scale, you know, a better product. So in, in essence, you're bringing that, like that wow factor. Yeah. You know? Okay, cool. Marco, so going back, let's say, you got um, an entrepreneur, a food entrepreneur, um, which I hope they're listening, has identified your store as the place where they want to sell this their new and exciting products. Let's split it. So their prep before the meeting and the meeting as another section and after the meeting. For you as a retailer, what would you want from them in terms of their prep before coming to see you? Let's say, if, even to start off with, how should they even book time to come and see you? Should well, they book a meeting? Well, they, they should, and they, it's not good just coming off the street sometimes, because you might not be there. Mm -hmm. uh, emails are normally the best thing, or you can write to the store, drop uh, this is out with some uh, pamphlets and whatnot that deal with your products, so that we can look at it with a contact. If we think that might be interesting for us, mm -hmm. uh, we will then get back to you. Uh, and, and, you know, and sort something out because yeah, you can say I've got this wonderful product but until you actually look at it and try it it's hard to say if you want to or not but then say they've come in 
and they've sent you an email or they've called the store and they want to meet you before actually coming to that meeting what what's your expectation what should they be bringing along with them they should be bringing a range of products and what they're selling uh costs unless they will charge us because obviously in the end we always look at what uh, what the cost is you know they will come and say i've got this wonderful product and then just i will tell what, what the price is i mean we we need to know everything is it worth our while is it do we have something in store already that we don't we don't really want to because all this space size if we really got one product do we really want another product which is exactly the same so we have to see if it's will fit into what we don't have which is the most thing if we don't stock it then we'll be interested. i guess in that sense i would say from an account manager's point of view i would advise you out there to come to Marco's store or whichever store first, have a look on shelf, gather your evidence before you actually come to do your pitch uh, to your retailer. Yeah, that's a fair comment, but you might have a, a, a product similar to what we've got already, but maybe at a more competitive price. And because you get, yeah, and yeah, we've got, because we're an independent store, we've got to look at the, at the margin in the end because. Mm -hmm. That is what you know, we have. A, we have a large one staff at this store. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, we, it's not a chain. It's you know, the store has to pay for everything. Yeah. So you may have a product we've got. We have in store, but you might give us a better offer. Then we will have to think about do we change. I see. But if it's new, uh, we will want consistency, and that's always a problem because if you work with a supplier for a long time and then say you want to change them, uh, it's very difficult. You know. So, yeah, you know, you, you, you say you because you say to a supplier and you know what you'll get from them. Yeah. Someone you, you will say, well, are they? Uh, yeah. And we, and we always ask the first question, uh, who's how are you going to get it to us? Yeah. Uh, do you have a, um, somebody who will deliver it, or are you going to send it through? Yeah. Um, you know, GPP or the yeah. parcel force, which are not not supplies do do. So we need to know because we need to have consistent suppliers. You know, because it's, if you say we go with you and you say, yeah, we can do that, and then we don't get the products, we lose out, you lose out, because we'll just go back to the old supplier. Which I guess that's a big point there that I was going to come on to, so I'm glad you brought it up, which is the route to market. So there are many, many brands out there. You've produced the products, you got it to perfection, and then when it time when time yeah. comes consistently yeah. to deliver it, it's a problem. Yeah. And you need where it is very straightforward for you to pick up the phone and place your order. Yeah. Okay. Because obviously, with you find if you are in with the independent, uh, some of the independent suppliers, Tree of Life, uh, one's yeah. got anyway, but in one of those people, it's easier to handle because they say, okay, they've got it, cost of affairs, good example. Yeah. You need one of those suppliers, we know that they're consistent. Yeah. Right. You, know, you set up on your own with one product, um, unless you can guarantee a delivery, you know, on a, let's say, 24-hour basis, they read phone up to you, yeah, we'll post it today, and, you know, we have, we have no problem dealing with DPP and Federal yeah. Express, because, you know, they're all using them now. To, to be fair, to be fair, I guess even starting with getting it listed with one of those wholesale distributors is a challenge in itself. Yeah. But if you can get it with them, and I guess Marco called if you are there, it's a, uh, someone like Cotswolds Fair. If you can, then it just makes life far more easier. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. And also easier for, for us. 
yeah. in the store. So we know that we don't have an issue. We got an issue. Uh, we know that Costco will be in a certain day. Yeah, we can get the stuff from them. So we can play to what we want. And 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 that would also give that young food brand credibility. Yeah. The fact that they're with them. Yeah. But if you're not, still come out and see if you can get it in yourself. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps through a courier. And or even if, if you're local, deliver it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember. I remember when I first started. Uh, with big budgets, they knew it was still corporate then. We had a supplier who started up and they were only down the road from the shop, so it did one of the crowd change. Yeah, um, and they would bring the stuff on the bus because it, it, it was a couple of bus stops. It's incredible. Now, uh, we actually they, we, we get the stuff now through budgets, uh, but yeah, you know, I think from that, that's only the first all, yeah, once people phone up and they'll come up, you know, they'll have a van or come up on the bus, yeah, and, and deliver, and, you know. Marco, so I guess if we then say going back to the prep, them coming to the store, that young brand coming over, what as well as their products, what else would you want them to bring along? Uh, in all fairness, it's um, not you know maybe a bit you know but maybe a bit of the story behind the product, but again, if, you know if they have got a supplier, they can supply that, which is very important, um, so that we will know. You know, if it's right for us to take in, um, if they're truly dependent in, in, in their in the other units, uh, we will look at who they're with. You know, if they're really one of the big, in, they're ready in one of the supermarkets, we wouldn't really want to. We really would want to get hold of them from them because eventually, uh, because of the budget bills part of Tesco's, um, it will eventually come through. It will come through uh, our depot and. Well, then we get caught with a problem that we will only be allowed to have a certain amount of lines through through uh, through the warehouse. I suppose getting what we really want uh, takes away some of our independence from that. You know. So, so in essence, you'd rather somehow that they're not with the major malts, no. and then you you're 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 free to to, to yeah. then buy yeah. what you want, the quantity yeah. you want. And, and then we and also because because obviously as I said before uh, the price is important which is obviously something we have to look at uh, being independent we we can set our own price if it comes through um, through from the from the depot we are in a way we're a bit restricted what we can actually charge I guess just just so that we make it clearer coming from the depot what Marco is referring to because he's a budgets the, their central depot is a booker so then if you list it through booker then Booker sets the pricing for them. Yes, Am I right in saying yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So with the meeting then, how much time would you give that young brand? Um, as much time as they want. I, I, we don't set time limits It's because I think it's wrong. We pre-book the time. You know, they just walk in off the street, you know, and obviously yeah, we might we not be set up. But if we, we book a time to come in, then, yeah, there would be, be no time limit. Because uh, you need to get the products, you know, and listen to the person as much as possible. Would you want to taste the products? If it's available, yes. Because uh, tasting is the most important thing. Um, so, yeah, because it might be, yeah, you know, it might look fantastic in your packaging, but if it doesn't taste right, it won't take long that people won't want, want, want to buy it. I see. Know. And then let's say you then agree to list it. You, we spoke about the routes to market all that has been ticked what source or maybe i should ask 
what's the turnaround so some stores might say well i haven't got space at the moment uh, you know i could do it in a few months like for you what's your turnaround um uh, normally we'll say straight away and we'll find space you'll look at you can always find space right but you know you always carry lines that you don't really need because you know you, know, you carry even a small style of plastic case on like ten thousand lines you'll always find space that there's a line you might not want to do let's go it's a very slow study that will, will change that for that one so you can always find a space um and the fact that we're, we're going to use store here is um I guess I guess that's the that's the opportunity dealing with independence because yeah. things can happen very quickly. Yeah, quick turnaround. And then with that, then when you said about some lines, perhaps they're not selling very well, lower sellers. With that, with that new line that you've listed for you, what's the rate of sale? Would you like a week for you to keep no, it? No, we, we we will give it a good chance. I mean, it's, you can't get over a week because it's too short. New product. You, you want them to come in and do tastings and whatnot. You need to give a product a good six months. I see. You can't, uh, you're being unfair to your customer, you know, uh, and also unfair to the product because, you know, if you say after me you've only sold one packet, well, that's, that's that's not a true test. You know, you've got to give it time, it's got to bed in, you know, some products take a long time to get going. And yeah. then, and then on that, then. What support would you want from the person? You just mentioned tasting, sir. Tasting is the most important thing. A new product, taste the most important thing. Yeah, uh, we, you know, uh, we went to the Speciality Food Fair uh, recently and identified three suppliers. The reason why we identified them because we tasted the product and they were, and they were amazing. And they will, they will come into the store you know, uh, when the new store reopens. And, and one of those products is a vegan product and we are just blown away with it you know so yeah and tasting much because obviously if people don't taste it um, yeah it will yeah you can't sell it you know um going back what you know just spoke with the governors in the, the store the first we said was yeah tastings are the most important thing uh, so you've got tastings there what about people talk a lot about points of sale and obviously, not, you know, we we have a, we have a Facebook, we have Instagram. Mm -hmm. We will put on on our website and on our website. Well, that's more now social media now. Something yeah. website now. It's our social media, and we'll hope they will do the same thing. They'll say you can buy, you know, we can buy our product. Yeah, cabinets budgets, which is what will yeah be called. So it's not just bringing <laughs> the products putting it on shelf. No, no. You expect uh, social media is very important. Uh, now okay. you know whether you agree with it or not. I mean, we have we got a Facebook page, we have an Instagram page, I mean, another page. Well, I lose track of the social media. We have a young lady <laughs> who knows everything about social media, yeah. and she does it in about five seconds. We take about three or four days to do it. And I see, I see for me, I see shoppers where they're very focused on reading the story of the product or yes. reading it or reading yeah. it on, on, on shelf, as in the point of sale itself. Yeah. What, what do you make of that? Any thoughts on that? No, I, I think it's fine because people are interested in the products. I mean, I'm the same. If I go, if I see something new, I want to see what it's like. I mean, I've just come back from Portugal and um, we spend an evening in the bar, as I would do in the hotel, come across this port. I mean, and we're, in fact, the fact that we're in Porto is amazing. And it's an amazing port. Uh, and what I will do is just, where does this come from? You know, um, well, I knew where it came from, obviously. Uh, can't see the bottle. 
because he just poured it yeah yeah and i looked at it and i thought yeah 20 year old pork very nice i thought well i've seen one in the shops the day after but i didn't find them go to the airport yes they had it in the airport and it was 120 euros for a bottle <laughs> I, I guess thinking, yeah <laughs> i guess for your store that that should fly out it's not a problem yeah so i think yeah, yeah i mean although we say price you know we are we'll try to be a premium store and which is what we keep saying um you've got to be realistic in what you're offering especially in this in this day and age at the moment with the high cost you know you know we've got to be we've got to be sensible in what we do uh, because um it's no good buy something that's going to be really out of this world in price wise and you can't sell, sell it. it that's yeah. true then then you come off the shelf yeah. that's why do your research and then lastly then product is going well all is good how often would you want that young brand to come and see you um uh, no problem because you know not an issue i mean you know once it's set up once a month once every two months to see how he's doing if they've got anything new coming on the market yeah even a phone call will be fine or an email you know as long as we don't lose you know we need to keep the contact going because um if it's new we need to develop it again do we need then do maybe three or four months down and do a different strategy yeah you know, you know because we'll see that you know once you say don't taste it then we'll see initial sales go up it, it, then my drift so we've got to reinvigorate re it so you've got to keep it, 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 to, to set a product properly up and running it will take nearly a year but you know you need to keep it pushing you're pushing it you know in the first say first six months until it gets established and then i guess coming to store it gives you first-hand knowledge as well you know to see what the store is doing <laughs> yes. and what else have they got on shelf and as marco said once you're in if you've then got other lines it then becomes easier yeah. to then get do, those Very lines nice through time. marco anything else you want to add no nothing nothing well they obviously uh make the paper products as attractive as possible to, to, to the customer's eye because a lot of people buy with their eyes first yeah. right the taste unfortunately this day and age comes second especially if you're packaging if it's loose it's a different matter Right, uh, you can sell it that way, but um, yes, you've got to make it, you've got to make it as straight as possible, or you know maybe as uh, green as possible packaging. As green, as green as possible. Why yeah. green? Because that's what people are looking at now. I you see. know, we have a store that that went for the plastic-free market and whatnot, uh, and obviously we were the first ones to do it. And yeah, the packaging, you know, does, does help. Yeah, a lot of, and in fact, a lot of packaging is now changing. You know, even with the big supplies, yeah, they are slowly changing their packaging. That is a big movement out there. Big move, yeah. yeah. And we started it. Yeah. In our small way. Yeah. You know, I remember you guys were featured in the magazine. We were. Yeah. Um, we, I think we, the Bruce, I can't we, remember, but we, one of them. We appeared on television in Canada. Wow. You know, well, somewhere I've got the, um, I've got the newscast. <laughs> Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much, Marco. Thank you for coming on Thank board. You very very first podcast. Thank you. And I must say, if you've enjoyed it, you know, check out the website, talktoriad.co.uk. If you need any consultation, please get in touch. Also, if you're a buyer, a food entrepreneur, an account manager, you want to add to the show, please get in touch. And we'd love to have you come on board. Thank you. Thank you.